We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for September 16th, 2018. And today we're going to be doing a study regarding the uh, Hurricane Florence. We're going to be talking about that some and some other uh, various current events regarding things that we could be facing between now and midterms. Just more updated things that we should be on the lookout for. Some of the things that are trying to pull off between now and then and proactive steps we can take. And for before we get into all that, just some Bible verses on preparing for hard times and evil and the mindset Christians should have. And I've covered these before, but it's good to kind of refresh our memory regarding some of these verses. Proverbs 10.5, He that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth, causeth shame. So... Being prepared is not a bad thing. It should not be something that is the only thing we're thinking about and that we're going around worried about constantly. We're going to cover those verses as well. But being prepared is, is a good thing to be. And it is biblical to be prepared in as much as you're capable of being prepared. I understand there's people that are in different monetary situations and they may not be able to you know, prepare like the next person. But in as much as God convicts you, in as much as you have that ability, it is something that is very good to do. Um, Proverbs 6, 6, go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat, meaning food, in summer, because that's when the, the food is available, is in summer. So and here's, here's a, something you could think about. You know, there's a lot of predictions that a lot of the things the New World Order is going to try to pull off is where they're going to try to just devastate the food supply. Um, they're trying to totally destroy the food supply just with GMOs. And what's happening is the GMOs are cross-pollinating with other plants. And so it's even hard to get organic now that's not even been contaminated to a certain extent. So as much as you have that ability now to get untainted food, possibly long-term storage, it would be very wise. Because you don't know what the food supply in the future is going to be like. And if we had a cataclysmic event happen, let's say tomorrow, all the food supplies either are not going to be shipping because trucking will be shut down, or there'll be such a rush on orders that you won't be able to get it. Or if you can get it, you're going to pay 10 times the price because of price gouging. So those are just things to think about just on that one subject. So the ant provideth her meat in summer and gathereth her food in harvest. Uh, then we have Proverbs 22.3, which you hear me say a lot. A prudent man foreseeth the evil. There's a lot of evil coming. Okay, a lot of evil. Foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. But the simple, the simple pass on and are punished. Meaning the simple person doesn't even think about the future. They don't prepare for it. They don't care. Um, which is not biblical to do that. You, you need to consider you know, the future as well. If, if you have any ability to prepare for it. Because, I mean, obviously not everybody is in the same position there. 1 Timothy 5.8, but if any provide not for his own house, and I think this applies more to men, but if any provide not for his own house, especially for those of his own house, or I'm sorry, if, but if any provide not for his own. Okay, so this would be really more of a, the head of the house over a family is I think the kind of, context here and especially for those of his own house if you don't do this it says he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel so that's pretty serious you know warning for the head of the household 
that, you know, this is not something that you want to take lightly. Uh, Proverbs 10, 2, Treasure, treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivereth from death. So there's a connotation there where a righteous person, if you live a righteous lifestyle, which we're supposed to be living as Christians, doesn't mean you're going to walk around in sinless perfection. That doesn't give you a license to sin either. But a righteous person that's striving for righteousness, there's a connotation here that God will, God will protect that person. Okay, The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. So if you fear God, there's a connotation that the angel, you're going to have angelic protection and potentially be delivered when that storm comes which we i'm sure we would all want that so that's why i always go back to the fear of the lord being so important because the fear of the lord is beginning of wisdom understanding knowledge there's protective factors there's all of these blessings connected with fear of the lord and fear of the lord will keep you humble which is a necessary prerequisite for you reaching god because god resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble you can't get a hold of god if you're all puffed up in pride and you think you're such a great super christian you know you know, consider the pit from whence you're dug. So see, all this ties together. You know, I could get off on tangents and just go, it's all it's all tied together. And it's trying to look at the scriptures with balance. Okay. So going forward here, uh, Proverbs, oh, the next verse, the Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish, but he casteth away the substance of the wicked. So... Um, a lot of people, a lot of the wicked people, when they, even though they think they're prepared for maybe what's coming, like all these wicked people moving to New Zealand to get their armored redoubts, thinking that they're going to get away from God's wrath and they're going to get away from all the civil unrest. And evidently New Zealand's the place that they're all going. A lot of them are going because it's so isolated and it's so hard to get to. Um, the Bible talks about, you know, in Revelation where they're going to beg for the, you know, the rocks to fall on them and, and, and there's going to be no escape from God's wrath. So they think that they're they're doing this, but their day is coming. Okay, so, um, and their substance is going to be taken away because it says, but he casteth away the substance of the wicked. So no matter how much they think they're preparing, they have no idea what God has in store for them. I pray they get saved if it be possible, but, you know. Then we go to Matthew 6.31. So now we're going to look at kind of the, not opposing verses, but verses that kind of balance these out to a certain extent. And again, trying to look at the Bible with balance. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of these things, of all of these things. So God knows what you need, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Remember, we just talked about righteousness, how that's so connected with God's protection. And, you know, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. That's what the Bible says. So if we're not, if we're not, um, the Bible talks about the robe of righteousness, which is, you know, um, the righteousness of the saints to live a righteous life before. And again, we don't do that. In and of our own strength, we're, we're, we're relying on the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside us as born-again Christians to live a righteous life. 
So we can't even take credit for the righteous life that we're living because God will share his glory with no one. It's always, it's always goes back to Jesus Christ. Um, so uh, let me get back to this. But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So we're seeking his righteousness, which allows us to be righteous and live righteous lives. And all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, meaning for tomorrow is what that means. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So we shouldn't be walking around wringing our hands about, oh, what's going to happen? Oh boy, what's going to happen? I mean, there's all these reports now of this, this solar observatory shutting down in New Mexico and there's other ones the cameras went offline and, and supposedly a lady saw like this armada of gigantic UFOs in the sky next to the sun and all of this I got to you know I look at that and I'm like man bring it on praise the Lord Jesus Christ I can't wait because if and when that does happen with the whole disclosure thing and all that it's going to um how i will have to be honest it's going to validate a lot that i've covered obviously in the last you know 10 plus years that i've probably been covering that topic because i don't think i covered that right off the bat when i got into ministry um it's going to explain a lot of things it's going to reveal a lot of their agenda but we're also going to they're also going to be out in the open then see i want them to be out in the open because they can be exposed more easily, you know, when they're out in the open. When they're in the shadows, it's harder because you can say, oh, that's just conspiracy theory. Oh, there's no validity to any of that. Oh, come on. Give me a break. Come off it. You're just a, you're just a conspiracy theory nut or whatever. Um, but when it's out in the open, it is going to force the church to deal with that issue. Which right up until this point, they're just, you know... Now, most of them are going to capitulate. Most of them are actually going to help the New World Order agenda. Most of them are going to, just like we that verse we talked about, I think the last study I did in the Mandela teaching where the guy said, yeah, we're going to make all these changes to the Bible. This was in like 1968, the literal president of Planned Parenthood at that time. And he says, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to change the Bible and, and it's it, we're going to bring them in there and it's going to be subtle and we're going to do it over time and we're basically going to, um, the church is going to help us do it. They're not going to resist it. They're going to help us because they're not going to believe the ink could be changed on the page, essentially, was the impression I got from reading that. I played that quote in the first Mandela teaching I did. They knew about what they were, their plans were back then. I don't know if they knew exactly how they were going to pull it off, but this is fallen angelic technology that we're dealing with here. CERN, D-Wave particle, D-Wave quantum computing, um... 30,000 plus particle colliders worldwide. Why is why is it so important for Satan to have all these particle colliders worldwide? Knowing that they're literally bringing dark matter into this plane of existence. Knowing that they're literally opening up portals. And then, you know, so many people that limit themselves thinking, well, I know, but it couldn't change the ink on the page. Give me a break. Look at the technology that we're dealing with. You know, you're, 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 you're living in your finite mind thinking in that particular regard that oh there's no way that could happen you know you're we're dealing with entities that are literally mean like satan was the anointed cherub that covereth he covered the you know the throne of god he was the highest created angelic being 
that most likely was ever created. He was a cherubim. He wasn't an angel. He was a cherubim. Those are the ones around the throne of God. So can you imagine the intelligence that we're dealing with here? If God, if, if they were in that close of union with God and it was the highest created angelic creation that God had ever created, and I'm not saying it was an angel, it was an, an it was an angelic-like creation, a cherubim. There's seraphim, there's cherubim. And there's, there's angels. How, how could we possibly in our own finite minds know what they're capable of and what their potential is? And if they applied that knowledge base they've had that goes back thousands and thousands and thousands of years to evil, how can we possibly know what they could be capable of doing? How is Amos 8, those verses in Amos 8, where the Bible talks about they're gonna many are gonna run to and fro seeking the word of God and they're not gonna find it. How's that possible if we could bury Bibles right now? We could go to a dime store and get a hundred Bibles, bury them and, and you know, dig them up at some appointed time. There's no way they could do it. But the way that we look at with the the, the quantum computing and the CERN and the particle colliders, and who knows what else they're doing, and the mass witchcraft probably combined with that. God's going to send strong delusion. Remember, that they will believe a lie. Now, to me, it's just like all these previous teachings I've done, literally now over, I think, 2,000 parts, it's just all coming more and more into clear view. It's becoming more crystal clear how this is all going to go down and how this is all going to happen. I still don't know all the, you know, Satan's still got a lot of tricks up his sleeve and things of this nature. I don't have a crystal ball. Um, but to me, it seems obvious. I don't know. Anyway, it goes on to say, um, with Philippians four, six, and seven, just to end this little Bible study, it says, be careful for nothing. Now that word careful means full of care in the King James. Does it mean, don't be careful, like, yeah, just walk in front of a whole bunch of cars and, you know, wing it. You know, go out in the freeway and just kind of play Russian roulette. No, it means full of care. That would imply, don't be worried, okay? Don't go around constantly wringing your hands and be worried and stuff. I understand we're all concerned. I mean, look at the day and time we're living in. It's impossible not to be concerned and it's impossible not to lapse into these things. Um, but... I will keep thee in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. That's what Jesus said. That verse just came into my head as I'm, as I'm talking to you right now. So, and the Bible also says, Jesus said specifically to abide in his word. Okay. And, and this is a serious little uh, cluster of scriptures here. John 15, 5, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Okay, so if we're the branches, we have to live, we can only live by abiding in the vine. Okay, Jesus is the vine. We can only live as a Christian if we're abiding in the vine. Because the vine is what gives us our life supply. It'd be like if you break off a branch from a tree, it's going to die. Okay, so I am the vine, you're the branches. He that abideth in me, this is Jesus talking, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. So if you feel like you're not bringing the kind of fruit forth as a Christian that you should be, you need to be abiding more in Jesus and his word. 
Okay? For without me, ye can do nothing. Praise the Lord. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, like a branch that's been broken off, and is withered, and the men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. That is not good. That is not something I want to mess around with. Okay? If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you. So now he's getting a little more specific on what he's talking about, abiding and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. So now we have, the, we have the concept also of how do we get our prayers answered. Well, when you abide in the words of God, and you spend time with Jesus, and you pray, and you fast, and you do these things, you're abiding in Jesus, okay? Um, so if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Now again, you, you don't ask it of your lust, you know, so that you may consume it of your own flesh. You're, whatever you're asking, if you're abiding in Jesus, in other words, should line up with the word of God and line up with his will. Okay. So, herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so I have loved you. Continue ye in my love. So love is the ultimate, ultimate thing that we should be striving for through Jesus. And that really comes through a relationship with Jesus, abiding in his words, prayer, fasting, um, serving others, the golden rule, you know, as men would do unto you, do ye unto them, basically, you know, the golden rule there. So um, let's go back to the verses here. So. Be careful for nothing, meaning full of care, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, being thankful is incredibly, incredibly important, uh, let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, there we go. So, I just want to do a little Bible study there, kind of, you know, Keep us, you know, I, I need to see these verses as much as you do. You know, keep us on track. Keep us, okay, let's focus on Jesus Christ. Let's not focus on all, all the, you know, horrible stuff going on around us and stuff. But uh, this first report is entitled, In May, a FEMA national level exercise simulated a hurricane which devastated the East Coast, took down the grid, and severely damaged nuclear a nuclear power plant. Oh, imagine that! Just exactly what they're trying, what they just tried to pull off, and are well, it's kind of too late for that now because the Florence is already down to like a depression or whatever. Um, but they tried to pull up. Now, I'm not saying what Florence has done isn't bad. Okay, I'm not saying it's not a gigantic rain event and flooding event. Okay, but it could have been so much, so much worse, and we're going to get into that today, which is really a testament to the power of prayer. In September 11th story over at WTOP in Washington, D.C., they report that just months ago, disaster planners for FEMA, along with the Oregon National Laboratory, conducted a simulation of a Category 4 hurricane striking along the middle of the East Coast. With the fictional Hurricane Cora barreling into southern Virginia and up the Chesapeake Bay, actually striking Washington, D.C. So it hit a little bit different spot, but, you know, close enough. It's not, you know, Virginia is literally one notch above North Carolina. 
Reporting that result was catastrophic damage as CORE devastated the East Coast, knocking out power to gas stations all across the Mid-Atlantic, taking down much of the electrical grid, sending debris into major shipping channels, and damaging a nuclear power plant while because they want to create like a Fukushima-like event, while creating Hurricane Katrina-like flooding across huge areas. Joshua Baer of Virginia's Old Dominion Uni University reported, what they were trying to do was to create a worst case scenario, but it's very, but it's a very realistic scenario. Continuing, Bear, a research professor involved in disaster modeling and simulations, also claimed, quote, what I fear is that saturation um, combined with a storm that kind of stalls out, which is exactly what they're trying to do right now. They're trying to do exactly like they did in Hurricane Harvey, where they're stalling the storm out, making it not move. So it just continues to dump tons and tons and tons of water, rain. Okay, so I just paused it for a sec just to check what, you know, is going on right now. And, you know, the, the storm's finally moving, moving. And that was what I've been praying about for like probably about the last day and a half. Because it had already weakened so much. Even when it had got, it had got on shore, it had weakened so much. They were not going to able to accomplish. And I'm going to get into that after I kind of go over this first part here. But um, the biggest thing they're trying to do right now is just flood, you know, North and South Carolina. That's their biggest plan. They're trying. They they realized they were not able to actually pull off this cataclysmic event that they were hoping for. But they're still trying. Satan's still trying to do as much damage with this storm in the form mostly of flooding that he can possibly do so you know um going forward here so he says what i fear is saturation combined with a storm that kind of stalls out now this is what this was the this was the future prediction in may where they did the simulated exercise where this hurricane comes ashore and again it's exactly what happened last year with harvey which i did like i think two different studies on harvey alone and that was that was so much worse than what we're going through from the standpoint of that thing was like literally just churning it, it went on short it went it went in short came back off short it went in short came back off i mean it was literally just being steered back and forth to just bring the maximum amount of of rainfall you know over just huge swaths of area and that was i believe a lot worse than than what even north carolina is going through right now from that standpoint but again, what they were predicting for North Carolina was far, far worse than that because it was supposed to be a Category 5 hitting us, which would have taken out the nuclear plants on the coast, which would have been, that would have been by far, you know, flooding is going to go away eventually. But what's not going to go away is radiation. If they were able to, to you know, breach these radiation in like a Fukushima-like event. So, um but this is exactly what we're seeing now with Hurricane Florence as the monster storm weakens and bogs down, prepared to deliver what some have called biblical rains and flooding to North Carolina and whatever, uh, wherever else she goes. Uh, but again, it's so it's broken up now. It doesn't even look like a hurricane. It's just literally like a, um, I, don't, I don't even know what they're, they're referring to it as right now. It's like, I think even below a depression. And with some areas along the North Carolina coast now forecast to receive at least 20 inches of rain, now, there are places that have received more than that. As seen in the image above, as Florence stalls and, and dumps potentially record rainfall in that region, we take uh, a look back at what could be a very important thing from 2011, a story 
over at WECT in North Carolina. As they reported, the Brunswick nuclear power plant, which is the main one that they were trying to target with Florence. Okay, now remember, this was a report from 2011. Brunswick nuclear power plant is a, from what I gather, is a, like a decrepit nuclear power plant that needs to be decommissioned. It's, it's falling apart. And again, it's the very reason why they would want to target it. Because it'd be the, it'd be the juiciest target for them it'd be the most vulnerable target it's right near the coast you know they were predicting that it could have been like you know 20 foot storm surge and um things of that nature as they were but that that did not manifest either not near to the extent so um as they reported the brunswick nuclear power plant one of the oldest in the country had previously been flagged for a possible flooding issue with the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission stating these absolutely critical words. Quote, the violation involved the failure to identify incorrect issues in the fuel, fuel oil tank rooms and made them more susceptible to flooding during a hurricane. The emergency diesel generators are used to power cooling systems for the reactors should the plant lose power off-site. And again, this is why this power plant was targeted. Because it was the most decrepit, the most vulnerable, and they're like, well, let's go right for it because we got to get these false flags popping off prior to the midterms. This was the first big one that they were trying to really, and now I'm not saying they didn't accomplish this to a certain extent. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying though, is it could have been a thousand times worse had these nuclear power plants been breached. There were several of them. This is just one of them that are, that are near the coast of uh, North Carolina. And the Brunswick nuclear power plant almost directly is in the center of the pink bullseye we see above, which is where um, Florence came on shore. But I'll give you I'll give you a little bit more about that in a second, but about what was the state of Florence when it actually came on shore, because this is more of a praise report than it is anything. Because again, like I said, they breached six nuclear power plants. It's a thousand times worse than any scenario we're looking at right now. So. Um, that was absolutely in the line of fire Florence and the forecast to get 20 inches of rain or more and a massive storm surge. The fact that the Brunswick nuclear power plant is only two miles away from the ocean and sits only 20 feet above sea level is absolutely a concern, especially considering they've already been flagged at least once for violations that involve flooding and the ability of the plant to keep its cooling system active should they lose power from the grid. So again, just more reiteration, why would Satan want to target that particular plant? Because of those reasons. It's the juiciest target that he can get. Um, so we have that. And then we also then have, once it didn't manifest like they wanted to, they're literally up there. The weather, the, all the weather people from the Charlotte local news that I was watching online to the weather channel that I was watching online that I can barely even watch because they're just an absolute propaganda machine. They've actually got, they actually were putting out fake clips, the Weather Channel, where a Twitter user captured a Weather Channel reporter struggling to stand upright, like the wind was blowing so hard, and seemingly holding on to dear life until the camera pans out a bit and it captures two people casually strolling in the background. It's like two dudes just kind of walked around in the background. And, the, and he's, he's acting like he's in this inclement weather. He's leaning into the wind to just bear it all. He's got his full raincoat gear. And they're like two guys walking in the background. They don't think they even had any rain gear or anything. They're just kind of casually strolling. 
because it was not near the wind event they were predicting because it had already so downgraded in strength and what they were saying it was online was a total lie total lie i'll get into that i'll get into that in a second because i was literally watching in the middle of the night when it was coming on shore so i was right there and um so so the weather channel guy mike seidel um who's one of their main guys, this is about as nasty as it's been, Weather Channel reporter Mike Sedell says, as he appears to be losing his footing or just shifting his foot dramatically while two dudes in the background casually walk by. <laughs> it was almost like comic. It was literally hilarious. It really was. And then he's like, look at this. And then he, he, this is some of the debris. And it's like, I think maybe, a, it looked like maybe a shingle. He's like, look, if you throw it up in there, it's like a projectile. He throws it up in there and it, and it falls right back down. <laughs> and he was saying it's a projectile. It was hilarious. Nobody's even talking about that part. I mean, you can watch it. I give you a link here to this guy's Twitter page. You can watch it if you want. Um, just hilarious. And then I had sent this email out that night. And the reason that I'm I'm quoting off this is because I want to I wanted to be as fresh as I could because so much stuff is breaking now with the weather and i wanted to be in fresh as my mind so i, I just i'm going to tell you what i said here i said this thing is so much less than what they were predicting this was an email to a listener of mine it's just coming on shore now because i was watching it right then and um it was 250 okay I know it's the middle of the night. It's just coming on shore now, and the gusts are only 80 miles per hour. Now, that's the gusts. That's not the sustained winds. The gusts are only 80 miles per hour. Now, they were, and the sustained winds are 45. So, that's when it came on shore, okay? Sustained winds of 45 miles an hour. That's not a hurricane. That's, that's, that's a barely a tropical storm. Yet, the Weather Channel is saying it's a Category 1 hurricane with sustained winds of 90 miles an hour. Total lies total okay all lies i am literally listening listening right now to the live feed from charlotte news the weather men and women are all so disappointed both from the weather channel and the ones at charlotte news yesterday they were they were disappointed starting yesterday and this was on september 13th so this would have been september 12th when they realized that it was not going to be the cat five cat six coming on shore because jones was up there saying Oh, they're, they're saying it's going to be a cat six, even though that's not even, I don't even think on the scale and that it's going to be, he said 15 to 50 foot storm surge. He said 50. Now he could go back with plausible deniability and meant to say, well, I meant to say 20, but he said 50, 50 to 20 foot or I don't know, but he said 50 foot because Jones is just like the weather channel in a lot of regards where he will go up there and just blow things so stinking out of proportion and exaggerate and lie now i'm not saying that most of the things he covers isn't true because obviously it is because you can go verify them and i and i do glean from that but i am very leery though about him on a lot of different levels for a lot of the reasons i've said before because you know for him it's all about you know ratings and selling products and give me your money give me your money give me your money we're gonna all die tomorrow we're all gonna die tomorrow type of thing are they targeting him yes yes it definitely appears he is in the crosshairs and he'll be the first one to tell you that how he's at the spear tip how he is the only one out there that that has the you know you know what to be able to put out you know this type of information how you know when there's 
tons and tons of things he will never ever touch or cover he'll never cover so so much of what i get into he never will you know there's tons of things that he won't even touch yet he acts like he is just like the biggest man on campus the the planet's ever seen ever and he's so oh man his exaggeration anyway um i had to throw that in so when they realized this was not going to be a cat five to six and killing everybody and taking out the nuclear reactors the weathermen were literally despondent on september 12th later in the night when they realized because it was already started to be downgraded at that point and i thought you sick devils you you are truly evil people the people at the weather channel and and these other ones that evidently this is what they live for this type of stuff death carnage destruction they were literally disappointed and then they started basically giving you the story of um well i'll get into that in a second they they literally started um and i'm, I'm reading my notes I, I wrote myself here one of the weather channel people said and i remember it was the lady she said when it was um it had went to a cat one now remember it was supposed to hit as a cat five that was what they were predicting she said this is worse that it's a, that it's a it just went from a cat two to a cat one she said i'm not lying she said it's worse because now the cat one has a larger wind field and it's going to do more damage because it's a larger wind field which makes no sense whatsoever how is a category when it, when it drops from a cat five or from a cat two to a cat one how is that worse but again they're such liars and evidently they're so evil that they're going to try to con you into believing that a cat one hurricane is worse than a cat two then the guy on charlotte said that because the winds had dropped from 140 at one point to now there were 110 this was around that same time period because it was rapidly um being um it was rapidly weakening i do believe in large part due to our prayers i believe that's in god's mercy the primary reason that all this happened he said that your house doesn't care if it's 140 mile per hour winds or it's 110 meaning it doesn't care there's no difference between 140 mile per hour winds and 110 mile per hour winds. Even though the winds were never even that high when it came on shore. Literally when it came on shore, there were 80 mile per hour wind gusts. Is about as far as I could see. It, it's the worst it was. Sustained winds of like 45 as it was coming on shore. But this weatherman in Charlotte said, your house doesn't care if, if it's 140 mile per hour winds or 110 yeah your house does care because that could be the difference between you getting your roof blown off and your roof not being blown off what an asinine statement but again they were they were literally despondent you could tell and they were trying to salvage some kind of um panic they wanted they they wanted us to be in panic and i think part of it was their anger that it had weakened so they were just making just ra irrational asinine insane statements in that time period in particular um i'm not saying that the flooding is not horrible okay that some parts of the state are getting and and are going to be getting as it goes down the, the rivers and tributaries and things of this nature there's still a lot of prayer that needs to be done about this but again, it could have been a thousand times worse had it taken out 
five or six nuclear reactors on the coast and dumped all that rain and had 140 to 50 mile per hour winds we we are the devastation and in long-term effects thousandfold with the nukes involved the nuclear power plants so um they predicted a cat five or six days out so that was what they were predicting and i'm just looking at my notes here i could literally see though even it was even though it had weakened so much coming on shore i could literally see there were spokes from the hurricane coming out at 90 degree angles pulsing as the doppler radar next rad doppler radars were trying to increase the strength of it so they were doing everything they could do to increase and put power into the hurricane exactly like they did in harvey but they were not as near as successful this time overall in what they were trying to do um again because of the 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 reasons that i had they had talked about but i could literally see 90 degree angle um uh spokes on the radar coming out from the hurricane pulsing as the next rat it was i was literally watching it live time on and this was like two or three in the morning you know so um now i said all that to say this this is the true testament to the power of prayer i've been binding and loosing for about four days now regarding this storm and i wrote this on the 13th so that i i guess i might have even been before that so i i started i i guess on like september 9th september 8th and now it's september 16th so you know for quite a while i've been binding and loosing i know my my listeners have been praying about this um it's a true testament to the power of prayer which I do believe is one of our greatest weapons and also binding and loosing. I give you a link here. You can just go, just can win Worley online binding and loosing. He's got a great, like I said, six, it's like six parts, but it's like, they're like 10 minute parts. You can watch it all in like an hour, a little bit more than that. If you want to know more about it's biblical. It's, it's Jesus Christ said this, whatever you bind in heaven, be bound on earth. It's that principle that we as Christians are not using as part of our spiritual armor most christians don't use it at all okay at all they don't do anything regarding that and it's one of our main weapons that satan does not want us to use where i'm at i'm telling you it's like a non-event it's like we've had some like rain and we were literally in the crosshairs it's like it's went out of our way the hurricane has went out of its way to avoid this whole area it literally and again, I'm not saying this, I'm, I'm bragging. I'm saying this because I'm using this as a testament to the power of prayer. The thing, it's like it got to the, it, it's like it got to the coastline of North Carolina, okay? And it did a, like a left turn, okay? And then it kind of like gradually came on shore, North Carolina into South Carolina. And then it made this big arcing loop that literally avoided the whole area that I am at. It was almost like it, it couldn't get to us is what it looked like and i thought about all the people praying about this and my and my listeners and things of this nature and i thought about how much worse it could have been how it could have taken out those nuclear power plants how, how it could have been a cat five hurricane and it literally came on shore when it when it came on shore it would have literally been more like a tropical storm yes were they doing everything they could do to strengthen it still and did it look like a really bad hurricane coming on shore yeah it, it on paper but if you look at wind speeds it really wasn't that bad and that allowed the storm surge to not be as bad either because on the, uh, I believe the north side of the storm where, where the winds are pushing on shore, you know, that's where you're going to have the storm surge. And it didn't, it didn't, 
because the wind speeds weren't what they wanted, the storm surge wasn't near as bad. Again, all of this is an answer to prayer and a testament to the power of prayer. And um, the binding and loosing, I think, is just such a huge part of that. So we still have to keep praying, you know, regarding all the flooding they're trying to cause, though. I mean, that's obviously something that's going to be, you know, horrible. But I do not believe Satan was able to near accomplish his plan regarding the storm. So I wanted to just go over that. Now, I'm just going to play this. And this says alert NASA and Hurricane Florence hidden secrets. NASA war doc, America. And this is a little more reiteration from Deborah Tavares about this particular stuff. I'm only going to play about a little over seven minutes of this. Because we, we did the thing recently on the... Uh, on all the technologies she's talking about in order to um, get everybody to move off the coast. Okay, what they're trying to do is get everybody off the coast so they can move us into the stack and pack cities, declare the coast uninhabitable because that is where most of the negative ions are being generated. And the negative ions help us think clear, they help us heal, they help us do all of these things. That's why people are attracted to the ocean. Okay, they want to get everybody off the coast, move us into stack and pack cities where they can control us easier, kill a whole bunch of us, because that's what they wanted to do with the storm, kill a whole bunch of us, and then be able to point to this cataclysmic event to say, see, look, Mother Nature's grief, this is climate change, you got to move everybody off the coast because nobody can live there anymore because it's not safe, when they're the ones literally creating all of this stuff. I saw another video where they were saying that the um, waters in the atlantic were so cool that there was no way that a hurricane should have normally been formed but then all of a sudden a few weeks ago they started doing i don't know if that was the harp or ionospheric heaters or whatever they were doing to actually all of a sudden the ocean started heating up because we're undergoing more global cooling than we are more global warming i've got into that before so they had to literally artificially create water that was artificially hot in order to be hot enough to feed because that's what fuels the hurricanes is warm water at the surface that's how a hurricane is is fed that's how and then also then they're doing they were doing chemtrails ahead of it i saw videos on that where they were literally going out in front of the storm all of these you could see them on satellite line after line after line of chemtrails that is another way they increase the storms they were using um their next rad doppler radars they were using all of these different technologies that nasa has to increase the storm and the storm surge potential they did everything they could, but the power of prayer was more powerful, is what I'm telling you. Okay, so, again, this is more of a praise report than anything else. So, I'm going to go ahead and roll this video here, or this little audio. Hey guys, Demon Hunter here. I hope all is well. I just wanted to revisit Hurricane Florence, uh, showing you the machines that they are creating these hurricanes with. Uh, I've uploaded previous videos but i went ahead and revisited the footage to be able to really pull out the images of the machines that are being caught within these live uh, recorded feeds of hurricane florence i've caught these machines in other satellite footages of other storms such as hurricane irma and i'll include that footage as well so I just want to let you know these storms are being artificially created via the use of machines, whether it's electronics, 4D printing, programmable matter. It's all forbidden fallen angel technology. And you guys enjoy, and we'll catch up with you here soon. Take care. Okay, guys. Next is a short clip by Deborah Tavares, where she's discussing 
uh, NASA's war plans and the attack on coastlines using artificially engineered machines to create artificial storm surges blamed on global warming. All right. And again, this is the blast wave accelerator, and that's what I covered. Uh, it, was, it was, I think, it might have been the last teaching or the teaching before that, uh, where it's a way to create the storm surge, um, and NASA has openly talked about it in their in their uh, presentations. Uh, it's. They, they, I'm, I'm looking at one of their presentation uh, PowerPoint pages here, and it says there's excellent stealth, meaning it's very, very, nobody's going to suspect it unless you know about it. It's affordable. It's ferocious. Um, it's just everything that they want to have, evidently, in order to um, depopulate the planet, in order to get us herded into where they want us to be herded in. And they're doing what they're doing in California is they're creating these fires with these directed energy weapons where, you know, and then they've, they've got all of these dead trees, which they've created that on purpose too. And ultimately it's just to get us out of the country and into these stack and pack cities where they can control us and um, beyond manipulate us. So that's, that's what this is really all about. All of these, these things that, you know, they're making appear as though they're natural disasters. They're literally creating all of this stuff. Guys, enjoy, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, welcome back to the Bernardo Forum Radio Program, ladies and gentlemen, with my co-host Nick Pearson, our special guest Paul, and uh, who uh, will be back short. Uh, he'll be back uh, in another time, and we want to thank uh, Mr. Richard Kane, our wonderful guest Deborah Tavares. Deborah, are you there? Uh, yes, uh, Wendy, Nick, thank you uh, so much for this. Now remember, this is Debbie Downer Tavares, because you're you're going to get a big dose of Downer here. Okay, so I'm just warning you. She's never, ever, ever positive. We're all going to die, and we're all going to die, die tomorrow. Okay, so I'm just warning you. That's how Deborah is. I, I don't, I've heard talk about prayer and stuff like this, but it's never, it's like, I don't know. It, it, I have a hard time with that type of mindset, and she's always that way. Always, never. Her information is amazing. Okay, but. Again, this is the whole thing about if you're just if you're putting yourself under somebody like Deborah Tavares, you're going to be in a very negative, very downer, very we're all going to die, we're going to die tomorrow mindset. I'm just warning you. And that's not how we should be. Remember the Bible verses I just covered, okay, about being full of care for nothing and, you know, things of this nature. Granted, we need to balance that with being prudent and preparing, but we have to we, remember the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So if we're constantly immersed in negativity, we're going to be negative. We're not going to exemplify the love of Christ. We're, we're not going to be operating in love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, meekness, faith, goodness, faith, temperance, all these. We're, we're going to tend to get out of that and we're going to get depressed. So be careful how much of that you take in. This ministry is a, a lot that way to a certain extent. I, I admit that, but that's why I always try to counterbalance things with the word of God. And I try to interject positive scriptures in there. And, and I try to interject, I mean, worst case scenario, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's worst case scenario for us. So always bear that in mind, particularly about like Alex Jones, Deborah Tavares, 
those types of people because most people in alternative media whether they're christian whether they say they're christian or not that is their mindset and i hate to say this but a lot of times that's how they that's how they make a living they sell the products off fear they sell their um whatever they're trying to, to sell off fear and i'm not even accusing deborah of that because i don't i don't think she's getting rich off any of this but that's her mindset i don't believe she's a christian does not appear as though she is a Christian. I heard, I've heard her talk about prayer and things of this nature, but she, I never ever get that impression from her because she's not operating out of any base of faith in Jesus Christ at all from what I can gather. I pray she gets saved. I think she's doing a wonderful thing as far as getting this stuff out. But again, just be careful. Hour. Uh, this is an emergency. Uh, this is sadly some information that uh, needs to get out far and wide. So for all of you that are listening, we've had many, many people contact StopTheCrime.net asking how they can help get the information out. Well, how you can help get the information out is getting YouTubes up that will be available by, um, by Nick on Granada Forum. Help get this information out far and wide. Because what you are going to hear next is something that is just going to boggle your minds, as it did our research team. Uh, what we're going to be talking about is artificially engineered storm surges and artificially engineered sea level rise. And this has all been by informed consent. We've all agreed to the climate action plans. And we're going to talk about that because we know for a fact that geoengineering, a.k.a. weather weapons, is the deliberate large-scale manipulation of the Earth's climate that is creating the climate changes and the reason behind all the climate action plans and resilient plans adopted in every city, town, village, state, country, and nation throughout the world. These are climate action plans and resilient plans. For all of you that are listening, you need to type in and find out what your plan is in your area. That plan will outline the type of weather events that you are going to experience because they're creating them. So for an example, uh, I would type in Santa Rosa, California, Climate Action Plan and Resilient Plan and I would find a couple hundred page document at least that would outline uh, the types of, of um, weather assaults we're going to have and uh, what we're going to be required to do about that is to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions. <laughs> but tonight we're talking about something far more sinister, far more serious, that is now I mean, that has absolutely nothing to do with any of this again they're creating all this they're creating directed energy weapons the blast wave accelerators you know all of these different technologies they're using to create earthquakes and tornadoes and tsunamis and hurricanes i mean they, they could they could dissipate any hurricane they want they could they could turn it into nothing they have that technology they've had it since oh my word probably since the 60s i've got quotes in my avion flu presentation that talk about this where they've openly admitting to that they can control the weather and that was back in like the 70s and now they had been had that ability for a long time so understand something all of this stuff is being done to us by the government by design on purpose uh, revealing itself and um, i'm going to 
go over that now. We have a military takeover, a global military takeover. And we have found documents. It's entitled Military Expert Panel Report, Sea Level Rise, and the U.S. Military's Mission. Okay, they're giving a actual the cover of this report right now. It's it's it looks very legit, it looks very official, and it gives all the people that contributed to this on the front, and uh, it's from September of 2016. Now this is of all branches of the military, globally. So the question is, what do we do when all branches of the military? All government agencies, all departments, all officials and offices exist in a de facto status in name only. What do we do? We know that the United States federal government was dissolved by the Emergency Banking Act of March 9th of 1933, mm -hmm. declared by President Roosevelt. We know that the receiver... Around the same time we went off the gold standard... And our money started to be basically kind of printed out of thin air. Granted, we still weren't off the silver standard at that point, but it was the beginning of the end um, regarding the, well, really the beginning and end was the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 with Woodrow Wilson. That got us to that point in 1933, and then we totally came off, you know, silver. Uh, I know they say it was really more 1968 was when they, they removed almost all the silver out of coinage. Uh, I know you could say it kind of goes in the 70s a little bit, too, yeah, but um, it's just been devaluation, devaluation of the dollar, printing fiat currency and those things. Of the United States bankruptcy were the international bankers via the United Nations, the World Bank, and the International Monetary Fund. And the private debt collection arm for all of those entities, International Monetary Fund, United Nations, all, World Bank, the private debt collection arm, guess who that is? The IRS. Not one dime of what you pay to the IRS goes to run in this country. Reagan even found that out when he did the Grace Commission thing. I've read that quote before, what the Grace Commission determined. Not one dime goes to run in this country. But it says, it said in that case it was solely absorbed as like interest on the federal debt or whatever. But really where that money goes is, is most likely into black projects, back into the International Monetary Fund, back into the bankers' pockets. Anything nefarious and evil that you wonder how they get the money for, like these underground bases and, and these underground maglev train systems they have and all the stuff, most of that's your hard-earned tax money. It's not going to run in this country. What's going to run in this country are things like you know gas tax, property tax, sales tax. Those are, those are actually the taxes that drive the country. Um, Aaron Russo did a report, a uh, documentary called Freedom to Fascism, which is really good, where they get into the, at the very, very end, they show all the different taxes that actually power the country. We're, we're taxed so many different ways. The IRS, though, seems to be the only one that matters. I pay my taxes. When somebody says that, they automatically say, well, that means he pays the IRS. You're doing, we're so brainwashed into thinking that's the only tax that counts. When we're taxed into oblivion, Every time we do any kind of transaction, it's they're all built into stuff. So I've done whole reports on that, but I just wanted to throw that in. The IRS is the private debt collection arm for the International Monetary Fund, which is where, you know, all this nefarious black ops, dark project stuff goes. Like, like these 
you know weapons of warfare they're literally using against us like these dues weapons these directed energy weapons um the blast wave accelerators all of that stuff i'm sure this next rad doppler radar that they're using and, and all of these other nefarious evil technologies that are literally being used to kill us off are being used against us based on your irs tax dollars so every dime you pay to the irs you're funding your own destruction okay so i i just i i have to always reiterate that because you know it's so important We also know, when we've looked at Senate Report 93549, that we are, all of us, the people, we are the enemy. Hence the reason why we're being poisoned with every type of delivery system available right. in our cosmetics, in the dyes in our clothes, in the air, the water, the food, the vaccine. Our minds are being poisoned by disinformation in school. And the list is absolutely endless. The government exists today in name only. And their sole purpose is to kill us and enslave us. That is literally their sole purpose, the government. Okay. So, you know, the sooner we realize that, the better. That we are their arch enemy is how they view us and this is why the first commandment of the georgia guidestones is to reduce world population to 500 million in perpetual balance with nature because if it's 8 billion they can't control that many people properly but 500 billion is a lot more doable but they want to take it down a lot lower than that that's just the, really the first that would be the first major phase i mean ultimately if satan had his way we'd all be dead that's where it would, that's where it would end up if satan had his druthers got his way essentially so you know what does satan come to do kill steal and destroy this really shouldn't surprise us it might be shocking but if you look at it through a biblical lens it really shouldn't shock us because it's what the bible says and we are in some very serious serious danger i'm going to read a quote uh and this is a declaration of war uh, upon us uh, in uh, a bill that we received from Rothschild. Now, I say Rothschild when I receive my electric bills because Rothschild controls and runs the electric companies throughout the United States. And this came in a bill out of... Literally the most wicked, highest level family in the Illuminati for hundreds of years the ones that literally established all the modern-day banking families. They're literally the ones that control all the electrical grid over America. So that should make you kind of feel warm and fuzzy. California Edison, a.k.a. Edison International. And we have the bill posted on StopTheCrime.net under Hot Topics. I would refer everyone to it. It is a declaration of war. It talks about uh, climate change as a new normal, and it talks about we can no longer uh, conduct business as usual, that business as usual is no longer uh, sustainable. And here is a quote from the bill, and this is actually from the Edison CEO, Pedro Pabrazio, the current uh, structure, he says, the current structure is unsustainable and new approaches are needed to mitigate climate risks. 
he tells us that uh, fire season is all year round and is our new normal. He also <laughs> said... Yeah, especially when they're up there in planes with directed energy weapons, literally zapping swaths of forest and zapping houses and literally melting them in their own cars into their own footprint, into the into the driveways and into the own footprint of their houses, leaving the other trees surrounding them totally. Un yeah, because it's just the new normal because the government literally attacking us from the skies is the new normal. The government literally exterminating people from the skies and via hurricanes and weather warfare and directed energy weapons. That is, you know, just something. It's, it's the new normal. There must be a sharing of the increasing risk of climate change impacts across all of society. A sharing of climate change impacts. So that's basically them saying that it's your fault, you evil humans created all, even though they're the ones that created every single bit of whatever is going on, wicked in the world, essentially. But yet they're going to collectively blame humanity and browbeat humanity into giving up more and more of their rights, more and more of their liberties you know, in order to, you know, appease big brother government and, you know, again, ultimately to move us into FEMA camps or stack and pack cities where we can more easily be controlled. That's the ultimate goal of these scum. So that's what we're dealing with there. But remember, God is greater than all of this. And, and you know, none of this is taking God by surprise. And because I, I think in large part, because the church does not even dare look into these types of issues because they get their 501c3 status yanked so quick um because they are yoked up with the government because they literally got the right to exist as a church by the government they inherently do not look at these types of things and then you got a huge swath of them literally yoked up with a fema clergy response team so that's literally ground level for yoking yourself up with satan and implementing these very agendas that we're exposing today the church isn't going to do anything about any of this they're going to help the government accomplish and bring in the new world order and the antichrist and the false and i don't mean the true remnant church i'm talking about the average 501c3 church i think there are some 501c3 pastors that are getting the memo finally and are waking up and i do think there is a uh, kind of a mass awakening going on right now i don't know so much how much that's going on in the church 501c3 corporate churches but i think that there is a awakening regarding a lot of these issues and i think that's also a reason why they're so desperate leading up to midterms uh, because they realize there is and this is why they're shutting down any alternative voices on facebook twitter instagram youtube and they're just turning into this nazi-like apparatus that is just literally stripping any kind of alternative voices away and also where we will only be able to hear their lying satanic version of whatever events are about to unfold so um, I'm going to go ahead and end part one there, and we will continue along the same line for part two. So God bless you, and uh, see you in part two. Scott Johnson's 1,000-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. 
These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.